0: Presented by No Guts, No Galaxy. New music from one of the brain children that brought you the No Guts, No Galaxy soundtrack. Nautical Monsters. By Animatronic.
1: All Systems Audible. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned.
0: Hello again, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher, your one-stop shop for everything that matters. And speaking of what matters, today I want to talk to you about why we love battle mechs. Is mankind violent by nature? We certainly seem drawn to it. We are fascinated by it. And in part, it drives the inner sphere's progress and our entertainment alike. But why mechs? Why does mankind love the sound and fury of giant avatars of war stomping around a battlefield, unleashing hell on whatever attempts to stand in their path? I think I might have an answer to those questions. Deep down, every man and woman has a need. Well, we probably have several needs, but the one I'm talking about is the need to know that, without a doubt, mankind is superior to everything else in the universe. Even itself. That may sound a little circular to you scholars out there, but consider this. We have always fought each other, and fighting is about supremacy over others. And nothing towers over a cowed opponent quite like a battle mech. So the next time you watch a mech fight, try to picture yourself as one of the giant metal monsters slugging away at your adversary. And remember that mechs are like big men. Really big men with lasers this has been the Duncan Fisher Minute
2: the Duncan Fisher Minute is written by David Morton produced and performed by George Ledoux and Voices in My Head Productions based on characters created by Ferret Bodwin and George Ledoux any similarity to persons living or dead is ridiculous
1: Listening to the Game Casting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now. Your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang.
3: Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 93. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is October 23rd, 2013, and my shout-out, it's going to go to coffee. Coffee. It's the wub wub of my life on two fronts because I love coffee and I love coffee. Darren, what about you? Hey,
1: this is Darren, aka Bombadil, and my shout out today goes to all of you, the MechWarrior Online community, for contributing to the Build a Computer Fund to get George Duncan Fisher a computer. Parts are being shipped, pieces are being gathered, and we shall all have the pleasure of more George in the very near future, right, George? Yes, yeah.
4: indeed, Darren. Yes, indeed. Woot,
5: Brandon. What about you? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill, and my shout-outs tonight are going to uh, the Merrick League 2.0 and my merry band of Clan Busters, the Aces, as well as welcome to our live studio audience.
3: Oh wow, Brandon switched it up. I'm proud of you, man. That's that's a big hurdle for us.
5: It was a it was a lot of self-searching and nights spent crying in my closet. But way to grow, I'm man. I'm proud of you. So you've know, come out of
4: your closet? Is that what you're saying?
5: Yes, I've come out of my oh, shell and closet. Should. Yes, Laura. What about you?
2: Hey guys, this is Laura, also known as BB Wolf, and my shout out tonight goes to Demon Stalker of Arcane Publications for using my art for the cover of his latest D and D and Pathfinder compatible module, The Cult of Life. If you're on Facebook, please consider giving him a like at uh, facebook.com/arcanepublications.
3: And of course, welcome to our live studio audience. You guys are awesome. Hopefully, you've had a great Wednesday. And to all of our new listeners out there, welcome. Hope you enjoy the show, and of course, hey, if we ask uh, if you like what we do over here at NGNG, you want to support uh, No Guts No Galaxy, hey, become a sponsor today, and you'll get a custom avatar on the forum, you have your own sponsorship giveaways, we actually just uh, gave away a 6870 uh, graphics card, it went through two people, because they donated it back, which was awesome, and it finally found a home with Dyrus, so I'll be emailing that out, and of course... All of our other mech related stuff, you guys support that directly. And I just want to say thank you if you can become an NGNG sponsor.
1: Hey, you know who some of the biggest sponsors of NGNG are? It's people who click through our links on our website to purchase cool items online. If you are shopping, maybe Amazon, New or Tiger Direct, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon, New or Tiger Direct buttons on our website. They're on the right side. Scroll down a bit. It won't add anything to your charge, but it does give NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly.
3: And this week's Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway is, well, it's another hex pack of mountain and canyons. All you got to do is click on the link and we'll provide it for you. Head over to the giveaways and uh, all you got to do is register and post. Um, And I think this week I've got uh, a question for you guys. What is better, an AC20 or a... Rifle. Anyways, that is all you gotta answer, and uh, yeah, you can enter to win uh, the Hex Pack um, Mountain and Canyons. And of course, that is sponsored by Callus Game Labs. And on to the regular content into Mechwar Online. Wow, sort of a uh, crazy past week. So we're streaming, and all of a sudden, I see chat blowing up, and it was going crazy, and people were like, Brian Ekman, Brian Ekman, something about UI 2.0, and, and next thing you know, I heard Brandon squealing like a little schoolgirl, and apparently... I was at work at the time, and I mean, it, that's that's up in Canada, so... You know, you know, at work, squealing like a little girl, and uh, anyways, so, wow, so okay, so... Brian Ekman basically started doing a live stream and we actually talked to him about this uh, behind the scenes and he started, he just wanted to see what would happen and uh, he started previewing the UI 2.0 and a ton of content there. And so at the time, I know Brandon, uh, you and uh, Anthony basically started chopping up all the images from the video, um, taking images, screenshots and breaking it down and then you guys did a NGNJ article. And all I got to say is our web traffic went through the roof, which I think that just proves that people really like these type of things. They like to see obviously upcoming features and there is something valuable there. So we did, me and Darren did pass that information on to Brian and he knew it'd get people pretty excited, but let's go dive into just your guys' initial thoughts on UI 2.0, seeing it really for the first time in length. I mean, uh-huh. Well,
1: first, I'd like to say a real big uh, thank you to Wingbreaker and Brandon for getting that ready so quick. It was like the show went on. They immediately went to work, uh, got that thing together in minutes and posted it. And I mean, we've had thousands and thousands of views. So good job, guys. Thank
3: so, you. Brandon, I mean, what, what are your initial thoughts on UI 2.0? What are What are some of the things that you took out of it? Uh, my first
5: initial thought was, when can I play with this? Uh, public test when? As far as everything else, uh, my biggest thing that I took out of this was definitely the, di- the dynamic screens and definitely being able to set your weapon groups inside the hangar and not just having to set them up inside
3: the game. Lord, did you catch any of this live when it was going on? Oh, yes, I did. Well, what were I your initial there. thoughts?
2: You were busy streaming, but I was there. It looks pretty slick. I'd like to play with it some more to see if I can. to see how smooth it is, to see how many clicks I have to get through stuff, but it's looking pretty good.
3: Yeah, I was actually streaming and I was like, oh, well, I'll go look. And then it was uh, Brian actually running around on the new map. So I was like, oh, cool, new map. But then I was like, I missed the whole UI 2.0, and then the show had to go on. And so I just kept streaming. And I definitely think most of our stream, <laughs> like our viewers, weren't even watching the stream at that point in time because they were watching Brian. All right, so we had uh, set weapon groups inside Hangar. I mean, there's a ton of information uh, on these uh, dynamic screens, pilot lab changes, new layouts. I have heard a lot of uh, feedback over at Reddit, you know, and I think it's a good thing to like pick apart things, uh, you know, look at the functionality and has functionality been improved and stuff like that. I think a lot of people are jumping the gun a little bit too quick before you actually get your hands on it to see. But um, one of the things I did, I did want to pull out was Brian was sort of, he showcased that uh, it's almost like SmurfyNet MechLab. And I know we're going to talk about this later on the, the Stalker section, but a lot of people were wondering if that was still going on, and uh of course, I like just I don't need any like mech behind the scene. how do you guys feel about that? Do you need the mech there or do you just want uh functionality over aesthetics? You're saying being able to do the three sixty spin around well it basically uh the the sort of SmurfyNet net example uh Brian had posted up on like Twitter was has uh, no mech. It has no yeah. mech in the background, and it's just—it's basically like Smurfy. It's just critical slots and ease of use and stuff like that. Um, uh, what, do, what do you guys feel about that? I mean, obviously, that takes away from the aesthetic, right? If you don't see your your mech into those physical changes. I mean, are you okay with that?
5: I would like to see the
3: option to switch between
5: both. Honestly, I know it would take a lot more time to implement and stuff like that, but I—I I, I think there's definitely room for both people there. Um, I know myself, I like going on Smurfy and just building stuff that way and getting everything in spots that way. And I think it would be really nice to do a build on Smurfy and then have the exact same layout in the Mech Lab so you can just quickly copy it over. Uh, That being said, I also enjoy seeing the hard points on my mech change up as well. So being able to see the uh, actual 3D model uh, and going through the old way as well would also still be very nice. So I think it would be really nice to see an option to switch
1: between both viewpoints perhaps. I definitely got to see my mech. All there is to it.
2: If I'm gonna put an AC20 on that mech, I want to see it.
3: You want to see the bore size? Is that what you're saying?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm no all about and, the bore size.
3: I mean, even even with the new system, why not have, just have it to the side? You know what I'm saying? Like have all this Murphy, or you know, have that uh, just text based, right? Just the the basic form, and then on the right. And I think I've seen a lot of pictures. Basically, that's that may be how it is. Now, uh, Russ did tweet early on that we were going to have a uh, public test uh, this week. Um, I asked Garth uh, yesterday if he could uh, find out a little bit more info. Um, obviously, he's a little bit busy today, so he couldn't be on the show. But, uh, you know, it wasn't an official, like, hey, guys, we are doing a play test." But, you know, it was like... I think a lot of people were looking forward to seeing that, That um, you know, this week possibly. You know, they normally do it on, like, Tuesdays or Thursdays. Uh, so I'm going to ping someone and see, see if we can get a little bit more info and see if maybe that's next week. But I definitely, I just want to, like, play with it. I want to see the functionality. Is it uh, more improved? But I think you bring up a good point, Laura. You said this, uh, you said a few words. How many clicks does it take to get to certain mm-hmm. things? To the center? I mean, no, I think that's oh, a about right? Bingo. No, if it's... If it's clicks and it's quick respawning, is that a problem or like...
2: I mean, right now it looks visually slick, but does it function that way as well? I would love to play around with that.
3: Someone is saying is they still want to hear some of the ambient sounds of, you know, the Mech Lab and the Mech Bay, all the the pings and, you know, all that. I think those are little things. Uh, We did hear music in the background. Um, I'm pretty sure that was there. Mm -hmm. So they did say that was coming in the Mech Lab. Now, they said music wasn't going to be in game. And the reason for that, they basically said, it, is it distracts a lot of things. You want to hear the ambient noises. You want to hear whether a mech's sneaking up on you. And I have to agree. If you want to listen to music, guess what? Just rock out to whatever you like. And speaking of music, obviously you can, you know, selfless plug, check out the ng album. But, uh, yeah, at, at the end of the day, there aren't many games I actually play with music anymore in the background because of this. Like when I'm playing, you know, any type of first-person shooter... I don't have music in the background because I don't want to get knifed in the throat because, uh, you know, can I hear someone sneaking up behind me? So, Yeah, as George uh, points out, I think there should be ambient sounds of like
1: Aztecs in the background going, fucking mech warriors, man. He's always taking this thing out, getting it <laughs> ruined, comes back, half damaged. He doesn't
3: understand. It's not possible. Uh,
1: I wouldn't mind like the sound if of like, welders or something that, like that. Ambient noise is, I think, very important. You know, uh, World Which of Wilders Tanks does it grinders, pretty well. So yeah, just... It should sound like a Mac
3: bay, completely. Just sounds yeah. busy. But isn't that, like, sort of, that's... Icing on the cake? Yes, but... That's, like... Difficult? I don't think so, though.
2: I don't you know? know.
3: I'm not a programmer, so I wouldn't really know what's difficult or not difficult on that regard. Like, neither am I, this? but I would guess adding sound it's is like probably towards saying. easy sound. It's like that iconic saying I see all the time, I'm not a programmer... But doing a new UI looks pretty easy. U-
2: right?
3: UI. <laughs> oh my god, I've seen. UI that so is a little tougher times. than just adding. A adding UIs. sound, yeah, that's kind so of. Don't a, you yeah. just flash people? If you've looked at those, it's
2: those files, it's. A...
3: All right. So um, a lot of information. Uh, some some new information, obviously with UI 2.0 uh, stuff like your torso twist rate. There's actual visual indicator, right? Um, and I think someone over at Reddit had mocked all of this stuff up. And obviously, PGI liked the way it looked and sort of implemented it. I remember that was a while ago. To be able to actually visually see how, you know, from a vertical or horizontal standpoint, all those little images, I really like that information. I think it's something that's been sort of missing is, like, it, it's nice to know what difference is between one hunchback to another or is there a difference in, in these little little details like that. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to with UI 2.0 is... I have 81 freaking mechs right now. If I lose a module, it's gone. I don't even, I, it's, it's, it's gone. So I uh, hope hopefully there's something to where it's got with, a built in uh, module, module finder. I'd
5: yeah. love to have a thing where you can just like hover your mouse over the mech portrait or something like that. And it'll pop up like what modules and what cockpit items might be in there or something like that. Hmm.
3: That's a good idea because, uh, yeah, they're, it's only going to get worse. I, I have a, I have a, an addiction and, uh, I'm so glad you guys accept me for who I am, and that I'm a, I'm a mech-born addict, and uh, it's okay I was here. promised uh, free beer
5: and drinks. Uh, <laughs> here.
2: What was um, it, mead? I think we're all getting mead, right?
4: Yeah, oh, man. man. I just got some of that today. Did you, really? Yes, I went for the stuff you suggested. They didn't even know where it was in the store, but they found some.
3: <laughs> you I haven't the, tried it yet. But... You go for the Chaucer's uh, Yes, mead? it's Chaucer's, yep. Yeah. You get the regular or the, the raspberry?
4: This was they only had regular as far as I remember.
3: Nice. They had, they me, had a
4: ton of other ones, but I I'm, I haven't gonna I haven't tasted it. Yet. I'm not gonna taste it till the computer the new computer is up and running. That'll be my celebratory beverage.
3: Well, we're gonna talk about your new computer a little bit later, but let me know what you think of the mead and uh, yeah. Oh, so. I will. <laughs> <laughs> it on. could end
4: up being Duncan Fisher's, you know, beverage of choice. We'll see. <laughs>
3: It only takes a bottle. Trust me. All right. Obviously, new layout offers more information on all screens and tabs. I really wanted my hand uh, to be able to like play with this before you know we did the podcast, so I could give a little bit more insight. Obviously, um, you know, Brandon, you guys did a great breakdown. Is there any information that you know, just off the top of your head, that you know we haven't really talked about tonight? on the thread you guys did. Is there any other information that someone who may not be able to, to access that or hasn't read it that you can uh, talk about? There was something and I had it and I think I just lost it. <laughs> it wasn't PyLab
5: changes. wasn't Mechlab changes. It was something else. I'm trying to remember now. Damn it. I'll, if it comes back, I'll let you know.
3: All right. Well, I do like the new skills, um, tree for the, uh, the, the mechs themselves. And obviously, um, Across the board, it's just sort of easy to see how many uh, variants you owe, and then obviously you can click on the tab, it's sort of, it's a a little like, I don't know, uh, window drop-down it just pops up. I know there was one critique that uh, some people were saying is, well, why show like the engine and the weapons when they're all physically the same if you're not going to show like a 3D model? Um, They're like, it's pretty redundant um, to just show the same thing over and over and over again. Are you guys okay with it just being two-dimensional art? I love the 2D art. That's
5: one of the few reasons I still have my uh, Mech Commander game manual. I just love the
3: art in it.
2: Yeah, but you can flip pages and not 20 images of the same image are on a single page.
3: I guess that's that's the one critique I've heard is it's like, okay, well, you know, it's the same. It's a fusion engine. It's the same across the board. You It seems is... like
2: placeholder to me, but
3: who knows? Yeah, but in my opinion, I don't really want to see three models... Um, I, I like the sort of, is it just me? I'm just nostalgic. I like the sort of 2D perspective. It does remind me of Mech Commander, and I'm okay with that, you know? Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe it is a little bit redundant, but we'll see. Until we get our hands on, we really don't know again. All right, so not only did he go through all this, and Brandon, if you just want to skim through the, the article, see if and just pop in here, just let me know if you remember anything specifically. But um, the big thing was the new map. Um, and it's called HPG manifold. Uh, so, for those that don't know, hyperpulse generator. It's Best just, name ever. It's these gigantic, basically. Uh, I would say the easy thing it sends uh, messages across, you know, light years of space, uh, very quickly or as. Quickly it's a giant as cell phone. Yeah. Now, what do you think the the
1: name of this map is going to end up being? Do you think people are going to call it HPG manifold? What do you think it's they're going to call HPG. it? HPG. My money's HPG. on HPG.
5: Put me down. i are going to go with Borg 50 Cube. Million, 50 million, uh, HPG. Fort Borg. <laughs> Borg Cube. I,
4: I have to agree with the Borg thing. I mean, look, I love this map. I think it looks beautiful. But it, if it's going to be just an HPG, it's it's it, it's impossibly big for that. If you go for any of the lore. It's, a, it's It's got to be more of a base, some kind of a base, and there's an HPG there. That would make more sense.
2: Basically, so I mean, it confirms everything that we ever thought was sinister about Comstar. Yeah. I really...
4: guess. I mean, it does look sinister. I'll but what was Comstar,
1: the first thing? Secretly
2: the Borg? Come on.
1: What was the first thing you noticed about it, though, George?
4: Well, the first thing I noticed about it is that it was circular. And
1: there it, you from go. a distance,
4: it looked quite a lot like a certain Colosseum that I've heard of on Solaris. Mm -hmm. So, to me, it was like, oh, good. This is like a practice run.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When I first saw it, um, and obviously I was streaming, so I switched over. I was watching Brian. As soon as I saw it, I was like, it's like the Death Star and the Borg had a baby, and this is sort of... And Comstar adopted it.
2: Terrible, terrible Sith Comstar baby.
3: (laughs) But anyways, so... Uh, aesthetically, love the fact that it's on uh, an asteroid. Uh, I know there was a few people that were like, "Oh wow, yeah, very dull-looking map colors and or lack thereof." It's an asteroid. What, you, you know, really? Anyways,
2: it looked like there was a bunch of detail in that texture. There um, was. Looking forward to seeing it. Yeah,
5: there I love all- the uh, glowing blue platforms and the flashing blue lights on the landing pads.
3: Yeah. And then on top of that, he actually um, he went to the spectator uh, camera and he flew inside and there is a lot of inner structure, so tunnels uh, where fights oh, will be yeah. going down. So there were literally possibly engagements that you won't even be able to see or get to until you go into these structures. So it's sort of like, you know, the cave or uh, you know, something to the Which fact also
1: of. sounds like an arena in Solaris. And
3: possible, no. Mm-hmm. By
5: only mm-hmm. My only concern, looking at the map from the top down, is I'm wondering if we're going to get another on a uh, assault mode, another walk around the circle type situation. What I would maybe like to see is of forcing them to
3: funnel into the middle type of deal.
2: I'm sorry, well, was that about attack and defend?
3: Well, I was going to say well, that just yeah. comes down to the placement of the capture points in general, and I think uh, you know, I think we can all say you know certain maps, like uh, let's see. Um, Kenny Network, I've discovered that everyone goes right. Almost everyone goes right. you got to fight the urge to go right. It doesn't matter what start, uh, side you start off. Most of the time when you're on Conquest, everyone goes right. Just everyone just... Fall. And I think where, where you can solve that is the placement of the um, capture points. You know, put them in a fashion that it's in a straight line, or they're closer together vertically, but not horizontally. I mean, there's a ton of things they can do like that. And with this map, it looks pretty big. <laughs> And I think it'd be pretty boring if, uh, you know, you had to ring around the Rosie, so... I think what they should do for the next map is do,
1: like, just a big funnel from no matter where you are, you're on the edge of that funnel, just goes right down to the center, forces everybody right into the center of the map, and you got a brawl.
4: It's a black hole map. That would be perfect, Darren.
3: Mm-hmm. Everything like,
4: just y- gets sucked right to the very... No
3: matter what.
4: pressed into an infinitism. Or, or you, have,
3: you have three capture points, one at each base right and then one in the middle and you know so it forces the fight i mean those are the type of things that from the level design they could definitely do and obviously um in my opinion their map making has definitely improved from the start and and here, the, here. even though i love caustic and i think forest colony um is really enjoyable um, can, can, can we get a sunny forest colony again i i want to see color that's just me
1: it is not just you. Actually, that's a growing uh, thing I'm hearing from people is that they want some... Basically, like, a lush paradise, earth, blue skies, green leaves type of uh, is thing. It,
3: is it bad that I just want to say, can you get rid of the filters? And it's, it's Do okay Do you know how many teleport? times I have
2: asked for that and been refused outright by PGI personnel?
3: Well, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's okay to step outside the box and not have... Um, like, I, I get it going for, like, a realistic uh, 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 extent. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, some color. Like, I remember Forest Colony used to be pretty damn colorful. and It was
5: fun in the sun colony.
3: Carnival yeah. cruise map. That would be perfect. Uh, well,
1: maybe, <laughs> maybe it's us. Maybe this is, like, global warming. We've been running these mechs so long on Forest Colony that we've ruined the atmosphere
3: what it is well i know you can tweak it i know someone in the audience just said you can turn up the color vibrance and stuff like that. you shouldn't have to though you shouldn't have to resort to like editing your user.cft or whatever or going external um that would be one thing like i want to see color like i don't think that's a crazy uh request uh, uh in in there but going back on uh, the map the hpg manifold um what other i mean we played Mech live in mechware living legends and they had an asteroid map on that one it was actually like a i don't know if it was just asteroid it was like a moonscape and they actually had uh, lower gravity and they had these huge like crystalline structures and like acid pools and it was really crazy because like they had a uh, cyclical day and night cycle and when it was day it was blazingly hot and when it was night all the stuff would freeze over all the the ice uh, or water and you could actually be trapped underneath until like you know and i thought it was really cool because it really gave something dynamic to the maps and i think that would be cool and um the one thing i did like about their map and their showcase is there was moon in the background as well or moons mm-hmm. and uh yeah um, i i guess that's a question for us to ask uh, brian um
4: you yeah want we should. get him on
3: the podcast it sounds i mean
4: every every map or every map i've seen of the living legends thing because i've once in a while I'll look up youtube videos it's like really they, they should get some of those guys
3: <laughs> but to design some of the maps because those are outstanding looking i mean
1: there were some beautiful maps me,
3: but... there was some good ones but there was a lot of ones that just were pretty pretty bad i would say well, the, the ones
4: i saw have been pretty nice
3: The asteroid one, the moon, uh, I forget the name of it, Um, but it was probably the best, in my opinion, because of uh, not only just sort of the the ambient light and the the dynamic lighting they had going on and the cyclical cycle with the day and night. And then all the like literally temperature would drop. You'd watch the Celsius counter and it would be like it would plummet as soon as that. And I, I think those things are really nice. And, and was hopefully... that one of
4: the later maps that they yes, created? Yes, Oh, there you go. See and PGI is
3: getting there. They, they just have to... You know, it takes
4: a long time to make a map, I imagine. And so, like everyone's been saying, every time they release a new one, it's
3: even better than the last one. So,
6: it stands yeah. and, to reason.
3: You know, um, so I definitely liked the, the look of the new map. Um, I know a lot of people are wanting that. Obviously, w- one thing to, to sort of be mindful about is what is the temperature going to be like on that damn thing? I mean, it's, you know, so... That may be that may be something where heat really isn't as much of an issue, and this is where I like the fact that battles and random battles are random maps, and you don't know what you're gonna get. And even though I know um, we had talked in the past about you know oh gosh you, you know I can't wait till you, you could sort of pick your own map maybe or dropship mode or you know you got a queue system and then you can take a mech right or that of your choice. I feel like that's a part of the balancing mechanic is you don't know what map you're gonna get so. You know, you have to balance for either range, and does that make sense to you guys? Well, in what? Just in general, in what map you get to what mech you can take. So, so you you like the range for pug drops? For, for that, pug yes, stuff, right? for pugs. But I'm I'm not saying uh, like uh, competitive or like planetary community warfare. You're going right, to know yeah. what map you're going to have, right? But what I'm saying is, in a random uh, pugging or even in groups, right, four man groups. I like the fact that it's a balancing mechanic that I don't know what map I'm going to get. So if I take my BAM setup and I drop on Alpine, I have to work to be effective on that map. If I drop and I'm a long-range setup and I get to River City, I have to work to be more effective.
4: Here's a quick question, uh, Phil. In the lore, or in Battletech in general... I know heat is a major factor in a lot of these uh, environments and stuff. What about cold? Does that ever affect any of the mechanics of the mechs? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, they actually talk about it. Um, they, uh, there's been a few novels where they talk about um, like the the joints and obviously like lubrication of joints, like in cold weather gear. And there's certain planets to where if your cockpit is breached, you're pretty much fucked because <laughs> you freeze to death and stuff like that. There's, a, there's actually quite a bit of little references to that. As far as the mechs and their operational status, they can pretty much operate in any environment. It's just there's repercussions in some more severe than others, like obviously. Difficult. Yeah,
1: the most important thing to remember when you're a mech warrior fighting on a snow planet is uh, not to eat the yellow snow. That's very good advice. That yellow snow could be caused from any number
3: of fluids leaking out of the mechs. Coolant leak. All right, so we had that. Now we've had a week. Um, and so anyways, uber excited about the new map. I would like to see more of it, a little bit more of an organized, like a, a video of sorts. Um, so maybe that's coming, wink, Um And then obviously sitting down with Brian and looking over the UI 2.0 and maybe addressing like some of the issues uh, a lot of the community members have. Now I say issues, I would say concerns. Like, okay, well, is it easier to use? And um, one thing I think we have to, to realize too is... It may take maybe a few more clicks, but also look at all of the new things we're going to be getting and all the functionality we get, you know, what we don't have right now, right? We don't have to worry about functionality of uh, community warfare or this and that or the loyalty points or any of that. Well, so none of those extra clicks are in the game right now. So that may be something we just sort of have to, I guess, put up with, I guess, just because, you know, we have to have those, right?
2: Maybe. I mean, it's quite possible that, yeah, there might be a couple of clicks, but it's worth it in the end.
3: Yeah, so as long as it's responsive, like one of my big pet peeves currently with the UI is it takes like 30 seconds to load after I get back in the mech lab. That could be because I have 81 max, but... Mm. That is
2: exactly because you have 81 max. <laughs>
3: All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Now that it's been a week, uh, I just wanted to touch base with you guys and get your feelings on the uh, Phoenix Max. I mean, uh, I know we had uh, talked about it last week, but they just came out. But now that we've had a week, Brennan... How are things with the Locust, Shadow Hawk, Thunderbolt, and Battlemaster? Yay, okay, nay, so yay, yay, or yes. This
5: is the uh awful truth. I have played the Locust, I have played the Shadowhawk, and I played the Thunderbolt, but I've yet to touch my Battle Master. Really? Touch
1: yes. it. Touch it. Touch it.
5: Touch, touch it real
2: really good.
1: Slow. Slow and smooth.
2: Yeah, you're gonna be slow in that Battlemaster. Is I don't there know a reason?
5: Why. I just Well, I mean it's just like with my atlases and stuff like that. It's just I don't play assault mechs that whole uh, that whole lot. I I mean I've drop once or twice in my victor I have I uh, a Highlander. I'd rather stick more towards the uh, lower end heavies and the oh, medium I would X try, it.
2: try it. Embrace the power. As
5: for as for everything Do else, it. the Thunder, Thunderbolt I love. I love having jump jets on like a sixty sixty five tons I believe. hmm Yeah. Uh that is a lot of fun. Uh the the hard points are interesting. It's nice to see some really odd builds out there as well with it. The Shadowhawk is the love of my life right now, and the Locust is really fun if you want to go fast.
1: All right, what about you, Darren? Mm, uh, Shadowhawk is definitely one of my new favorite mechs, and according to Garth, one of my best performing mechs. Um, I've found loadouts for all three that I love, uh, finally. It took me a while, but um, yeah, I finished Wait, those. all three? Yes, all three Shadowhawks.
4: Oh, Shadowhawk, I'm sorry, I was facing.
1: No problem. That's because I was talking, I understand you spacing out. And also, so basically <laughs> I finished eleting those, I didn't master them yet, moved on to my Thunderbolts, I'm uh, almost done eleting those. And I'm enjoying them, but not as much as I did the first day, and not as much as a Shadowhawk, I think. But they're still a fun mech, and then I'll do Battlemaster, then Locust.
2: Am I the only one who's taken a Battlemaster out? Jeez. Uh,
3: I have, once or twice. Really? Yeah, I threw the XL400 I got from the Boris Head in uh, the Phoenix really? One. Really? I did an AC, 10, and I want to say six mediums, and yeah. So that's the only time I ran that, though. Really? Was,
2: yeah, did did you it. call it
3: back after you took it out? No, I, I just... I okay. like
2: my Battle Masters
3: shit. You guys know me, um, the only assault mech that I will say I really enjoy is the victor. And the only reason I think that is is because it gets a good punch, it goes 85kph, I think that's a huge factor, and it's mobile jump jets. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't like the victor. So, out of the four mechs, I love the Shadowhawk. I love my 2D2. Um, I've tried out the AC20 setup today. Love it. Um, I still don't think it's as good as the BAM, but it is, you know, comparable. Okay. Uh, The Thunderbolt, love it. I love the SE version. I love the Phoenix version. If the Phoenix version had jump jets, that thing would be something to fear. Um, But I gave. Remember, uh, uh, Darren, I gave uh, um, Joe the uh, the setup I had with LBX large poles and three mediums. Really enjoy it um, on the Phoenix version. So the locust. My final thoughts are: 3M, good to go. The other two, it's just for lulz. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just, yeah, I. Really. Yeah. You just can't. Don't. I just. just can't uh, don't. Wow. Now. You just can't. Don't. I see plenty of locust pilots that are kicking ass with them. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just has to have the playstyle of like Earth and and those those guys that like to gotta go fast, you know. So, uh, but the battle master right now, I feel, will be my weakest link. I, I'm going really? to force myself to try to master them or elite, just because it's you know I would rather take the victor. It's that bad? That's that huh. just me, Lord, What about you?
2: I'm actually enjoying my battle masters. I really do. Particularly the 1D. I'm not really so hot on the 1S because all I do is run a laser boat on it, and that's kind of boring. But the 1G and the 1D are near and dear to my heart. See, when Phil, I, I just
4: uh, have what's uh, you keep referring to your BAM mech? What is that? Just that's for us the who don't know.
3: blackjack. The BJ1 setup has AC20 three mediums, jump jets, XL235, uh, four tons of ammo, and gotcha. it's it's pretty damn awesome. I, I think
4: I've actually watched you play that.
3: So. Oh, you've seen me. It's my most played mech now. Yep. So, with all that being said, um, one thing I've tried to uh, do with the, the Phoenix mechs is make each variant unique compared to the other. Like, um, <laughs> the uh, the Phoenix uh, Shadowhawk, the Dock-a-Hawk, uh three AC2s, which, by the way, that's an awesome name, Hawk. It's I've an awesome he- mech. Yeah, I've started using the AC, uh, the advanced zoom, and the tri ACs uh, twos on that. So I'll get a video up on YouTube to sort of showcase it. Um, I do enjoy it. It is a one trick pony, though. So if you take it, you know, that left torso, or yeah, left torso, it's it's out of the fight. Someone says try triple AC5. Oh my Fuck God. it. Try triple so AC20. Like <laughs> Good luck, man. Sh- yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I get? Uh, I do like uh, pretty much across board Shadowhawk. Thunderbolt, I called it. I knew I'd like those two. Locust, not so much. I'll play it every once in a while. Battlemaster probably will collect us, but that Uh, is that is the way. That's a shame. You know, it's I'm not a assault pilot. That's uh, I'm not. Yeah, just just throwing that out there. All right, so we got a few things for Dev Stalker. Obviously, let's uh, look at the first one. Matthew Craig, and he says there's been a lot of discussion internally about the rejoining of Lost Sessions. Uh, And he says, I think it's safe to say that uh, we are on the path of, you know, looking at this, especially when it comes to community warfare over planets. You're going to want your your teammate back if he drops. And uh, they're going to continue looking at making the client more and more stable. Yes, 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 and yes, please do this. There's so many times just in random matches, we'll see a disconnect and we're like, oh, yeah, you know, geez, dude, way to leave. They may not have been able to help it or maybe they froze up. Uh, and I, I would say the biggest thing is bugs. They'll black screen. They'll crash the desktop. I get it sometimes. My client will just freeze. I want to be able to exit and come back in. Yes, I think we'd all agree that just, yes, do it. Make it. Why, why be, wouldn't you? Should there be a grace period given as
5: well? So then you just don't have a guy reconnecting like 10 minutes into the game with five minutes
3: left. Should it only I, be like five minutes? I think so, it or? could be abused. I think it should be like, what's to stop someone from disconnecting at the start? And waiting, you know, the full match length to come back in at a unique opportunity, fresh, clean, ready to go. I do yeah. think there should be like a grace period of like 30 seconds or not a thirty seconds, like a minute or two to come back in and that's all you have. I, I do think there. I, I think for you have to have that. I mean it it would suck to be in especially community warfare, like a, a pitch battle, what you lose one of your guys and just because the game doesn't allow or I, th- I think it should just yeah I think we all agree alright we have another thing um Brian Ekman did say there will be a strip mech button and it is planned I will Yay. say this Brian we want a full armor button as well and a uh there's a few other buttons um uh, that I know a lot of people that like so yes 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 and yes Mech strippers. <laughs> uh, Brian Ekman also said uh, it is coming, and that is in the reference to what we were talking about earlier the smurfy like mech bay look as previewed in the official mock up. And I think maybe, and we'll get official word from him, is that uh, optional? Is that part of the whole thing, or can you just flip between the two? I'm cool with either or, or a combination of. We have uh, Brian Ekman also says we have some thoughts about adding support for this. And he's talking about the uh, engines to be able to be purchased by MC. I would say do it. I mean, I don't really care. Like, if you want to spend MC to buy uh, expensive XL engines or even standards, well, why not? I mean, is I, the, what is the reason not to some kind of economy I, type argue, thing or
5: argument against pay to win? Mm. It's not pay to win. No, no, it's pay to pay to not grind. Pay to, pay to win, yeah. yeah.
3: Pay to that's that's Pay to hurry of, up, yeah. No, pay to uh, pay to win is gold browns. LRM, freaking, you know, special autocannon rifles. They do twice
2: the damage or better pathing.
3: Pay to win, that's pay to win. Everything, premium account, uh, right? Uh, Hero mechs are not pay to win. They're basically, they're there to, it's convenience. That's all it is convenience let someone spend uh, real life money if they want to on it not everyone has the time like we do to play all the time right to build up uh, c bills let them why not and if it makes uh, PGI more money so be it I think that's why not just I know I haven app- I've, I've been it there myself a
4: because people want me to play but the only way I'm going to be able to Get up to speed is to actually buy oh, some no. of this
3: stuff. Y- you'll be you'll be oh, set we'll for a bit because we've got uh, I think we had two hundred dollars left over. I think it'll oh, be Jesus. around fifty yeah, for shipping. Yeah, you'll be good. So you'll have an Overlord package and then plus like another uh, additional stuff. Don't worry, Don't worry we got you. you. Good Lord, well thanks.
2: <laughs> and you've got okay. Mech escorts, so yeah.
3: remember, George,
5: you're here forever now. You've got yeah, Mech yeah. escorts and strippers. That's I gotta
4: right. go do some
2: other stuff. I'll see you guys later. Bye. I'm going to run some (laughs) maps
3: with you. (laughs) All right. So we also have Brian Eckman says it will probably be uh, in PT with other features in November. Um, And he's talking about the new map. So, yeah, no set date on when the new map's coming out. I know a lot of people are asking about what the next mecha is going to be, too, as well. So maybe me and Darren can inquire about that and get you guys some answers as well. And that's pretty much been it. I mean, I've been asking a lot of people about the the Phoenix mechs, whether they're happy with it. Uh, Across the board, you see them all the time. Um, It's unfortunate a lot of the uh, legacy, if you will, designs before the Phoenix uh, really are collecting a little bit of dust, but they will come out. Um, Again, the Shadowhawk and the Thunderbolt are solid uh, contenders, um, but I do like my BAM. The BJ1 is probably and will be reign supreme, my number one for... Until something else comes out and it ends with a wolf and starts with a T, so. All right, on to uh, a new section for you guys. Um, Actually, we're going to be talking about the Mech Commander Gold modding corner. Just a little bit of a heads up uh, for those that have no idea what I'm talking about. uh, Link is in the chat. Uh, Me and four other programmers have been working behind the scenes to basically unlock a lot of the Mech Commander Gold, uh, not code, but features. And uh, it's actually picking up speed, we're pretty much almost done with the G.E.Y. Actually, one of the programmers is in the audience, and I just want to give a shout out to Kelly. He's doing an amazing job kicking some ass. And what this means for you guys that enjoyed Mech Commander, it means, well, it means a few things. Uh, It means uh, we are going to be able to change all of the battle mech loadouts. And that means weapon and component placement as well. Uh, we can change the speed of the battle mechs. We can change the armor, internal values of the battle mechs. Uh, we can change when you place weapons on the battle mech, where they go, and we can also let you know where they go. And what I mean by that is, you ever take a, you ever have like a Timberwolf in Mech Commander and you load up the you know, dual PPCs and a Goss Rifle and a few other weapons, and then your right arm gets blown off and you lose those three weapons, and you're like, why would you ever do that? We actually found out uh, where and why the game places weapons so we're able to correct that Uh, we can include new weapons Um, obviously total new weapon balancing will go in higher resolution of the game too Uh, we can add mech warriors we can uh, change the pilot skill system we can change the repair track mech base mine values uh, damage salvage percentage everything GY pretty much the entire mech commander gold game we can change except for this is the only things we really can't do we can't add new mechs and or vehicles but we can add is pretty much up to around 50 of one mech variant or variants so one chassis variants and each one could have a unique set of armor internal weapon payload and all that so what does this mean for you guys and why am i talking about it these tools will be available to you guys uh that's actually one of the things that i wanted was a gui of all these tools to where you guys could go in here extract the information the files edit using this GUI and click save and it does it all for you. So this is all coming your way very, very soon. And I would say the biggest feature to all of this is this. You will be able to play the original through the expansion campaign seamlessly. There will be no you finish the original Port Arthur you get it. Go back to the load screen select expansion. It'll be seamless. You start with Sedmex and you go all the way through to the end of Surmax. So Anyways, I'm pretty excited, and I just want to share that. Yes.
5: Can it be played on a modern computer without any graphical errors? Yes. There we go. Uh,
3: when you load up, sometimes it'll do that funky like. Uh, oh, the 256 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it'll do yeah, that on the front fun. screen, but it won't do that when you're in game. And uh, the nice thing is, we'll be playing it at—you'll uh, be playing it at 1040 by 768 instead of 640 by 480, so it'll be even higher uh, resolution.
2: Oh, I think I'm gonna miss 640 by here. Right?
3: You'll coffee nail, coffee nail asks, can you hack it so you can play a game with Clan Mech's through purchase? Everything. Um, you'll we will control uh, what goes in purchase of the campaign. We can control. You'll actually have the expansion Mech's available through the original campaign as well. So, uh, anyways, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, uh, you know, pretty much the biggest thing we've seen. So just think of it as like Mech Commander Gold to met commander gold platinum plus. yeah um so i've been i've been working behind the scenes with these guys and uh kelly especially has been kicking ass and it's funny because when i met kelly he actually lives in the same town as i do and so small world i was like hey dude where are you from and he was like oh, i'm from uh you know up north and i was like oh well where do you live now he was like north carolina i was like where <laughs> small world small world did you have coffee with him yet no, no, not yet. We're gonna go out. He only like shares
2: this. people, um, shares coffee with people he's really close to.
3: So, if you guys want to know more info and follow that, obviously we have the link to that. The it's on our forums under the other games, Mac Commander, Gold Modders Corner. Um, s- just be patient. If you would like to help out, we will be looking at people helping with the uh, recreation of the original and expansion campaign together. That's actually something I'm diving into soon, and it's gonna take a little bit of time because we are actually I have to rebalance the weapons as well because there's no heat in the game so we have to come up with a uh, sort of a uh, formula for that so anyways hit me up if you're interested or hit us up on that uh, thread for the Battletech the board game um, we've got the Isle of Blessed is available and it's a new Battlecorp novel um, so if you want to check that out and support the novel uh, actually yes. can you tell me about this briefly it sounds like an eroding thing. thing right now Hmm um, It sounds see. all religious.
4: Oh, basically, it looks like they're actually they've made an e novel, but based on some campaigns. Is that it?
3: Well, considering the name Isle of the Blessed, um, I'm assuming it has to do with the the Word of Blake. Yeah, yeah. Or, Word or of Blake yes, it says that Word of first beard. sentence.
2: Good job. That's too
4: far
3: to read.
2: Can S- you tell S- us anything more about it?
3: I'll put. I'll read the book description for you. The feder- Federated Sons have long held. Uh, have long been held as the pinnacle of military professionalism and skill in the inner sphere a reputation earned across centuries of combat on hundreds of worlds but when the word of Blake launches their jihad and attacks the sun's capital world new Avalon even the reputation will be put to the test so
2: so Davion gets wiped out hooray
3: no I think probably Davion comes through because that's how we all the Gary Stews of you the can't get rid universe. of us you can't get rid of us. God damn it. I've tried
2: so hard.
4: Oh, if, uh, if I may, I'd like to give a quick update. A while back, quite a while back, I had read a segment of a, of a story that someone was writing for me, and he is a Battle Corps uh, author. And he he's, we were collaborating to write a Duncan Fisher uh, story that could actually fit into the lore very well. Uh, that is coming along very nicely. It's, it's going to be... Pretty cool if you're a fan of the older uh, era and uh, Duncan Fisher and uh, you know Solaris and all that stuff. Um, you're gonna like it. And very much be, looking forward to it. I will be doing an audio book version of it um, at some point, but uh, I assume it, we'll get to release it as a uh, readable story first. But Sweet. I will give you guys more updates as they come through. Okay, so there you go.
3: And of course, thanks, update, George on the Duncan Fisher George Ledoux computer build Uh, monitors have arrived at his house I've got the case over to my left and the solid state have arrived everything else arrives tomorrow Um, uh, depending on my schedule I will be able to build it and possibly stream it on NGNG TV for you guys and uh, keep you up I was about to to say you better stream that you better stream Um, Some other information, obviously, with that is, uh, you know, uh, I will be doing overclocking and a bunch of other stuff, and I'll try to break that down for those that are interested, and and I'll explain what I'm doing. If you've never done a computer build, they're actually pretty easy for the most part, especially nowadays to anyway, see uh,
4: it now i'm gonna plug the thing in you have it overclocked i'll plug it in and it'll go up in a ball of fire when i turn my back ball <laughs>
3: of fire and of course oh, no. we just want to go ahead and uh, give a quick plug in um if you uh, haven't checked out the latest soundtrack nautical monsters by animatronic you guys know him as rusted pumpkin he's actually here make sure to do so it's at our store if we can get that link posted up and of course, that supports NGNG and the artist. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to Rusted for doing that. And obviously, give him some feedback. Let him know um, maybe we need to have uh, you know a, a thread or something on the forums for some feedback, some requests possibly, but uh, great job on that album. It's definitely growing on me. I had to just basically sit down and listen to all of them, and I definitely do enjoy it. Um, if you like sort of uh, grunge rock sort of familiar to the original mechwar 2 mercenaries that have a lot of tracks sludge is actually right there it has a lot of guitar in it i know darren was one uh, wanting more guitar so sludge has plenty of it and of course check us out on facebook guys give us a like it's a great way for us to get information directly to you quickly easily and of course on twitter as well if you haven't followed us on twitter and of course check us out on YouTube, No Guts and Galaxy TV. Posted up a lot of crew plays. Uh, I actually recently did a ride-along video for the uh, Victor 9 Bravo. So if you want to check that out, do so. Um, so and of course Twitter. It's actually a lot of people like Twitter. Um, I've been basically pushing a lot of stuff on it anytime we broadcast anything like that. Um, so make sure to check out all that, and of course, twitch.tv forward slash ngngtv. Also, if you haven't checked it out, Dragonfall
1: Part 11 is out. That is Parts 1 through 11. They are available now. If you enjoy Battletech fiction, definitely give these a shot. This is by our own Wingbreaker, and it is very good reading. And I do believe it's all available in PDF format, so you can read it all together.
3: And of course, thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members for supporting us. You guys are amazing. Looking forward to another week before the next podcast. And don't forget, we have our two-year anniversary Yes, that relationship's been going on for this long. I don't know how you put up with us. I just want to say you are amazing people. Coming up in GNG, two year anniversary, October 31st, next week. Uh, we may even do the podcast. I don't know. I mean, Darren have yet to talk about it when we're going to do it. So, obviously, the sort of holiday, we will work around it, but uh, we'll let you guys know. But I just want to say thank you. Crazy, two years is almost here. And uh we're almost to uh you know NGNG podcast number 100. Just ridiculous. So Um actually
1: Wednesday next week is the day before Halloween, so we can either do it the day before or we can do it on, but I think maybe the day before on Wednesday as usual is the best way to go.
3: I will second that. And this was your local No Guts No Galaxy mechware podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon also known as Catcher hill
2: This is Laura also known as Laura.
3: And this is George. Until next time, Mech Commanders.
2: It'd be best if you avoid me
6: But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it thought it was normal and just a little off. The truth is, at one time I was, but now I'm a robot forever.